Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in through our online affiliates around the world, we're glad that you all can join us as well. I'm excited to welcome back my friend, author Tracy O'Neill Horton, to our broadcast today. She's the author of a book that I was just saying to her. It seems like it becomes more and more timely every time we talk. It's called K3. It's available right now on Amazon. We're going to remind you of that. This is a book that really is a page-turner. It's a big book. I want you guys to know that, but it's a book that really does draw you in. We'll talk to Tracy not only about what it's been like for her to talk about the themes of the book, but also the different elements that literally are ripped from the headlines today. And, of course, what she hopes you are able to take away from reading it as well. Tracy, welcome back to the broadcast. Well, hi. Thank you for having me. I hope you're doing well. I am, Tracy. It's, it's always great to catch up with you. Uh, Tracy and I were just talking before we went live here. She's had a very busy month, but it also, we should say, half the month is almost, half the year is almost gone. Uh, Tracy, it's been a very productive year. And as I said, you know, K3 is a book you and I have talked about on several platforms before, but it, it is so fascinating to me, having read the book, how much it seems to be even more relevant today. What has it been like for you as the writer, Tracy, to see how some of the things that you talk about in K3 are literally things that we're seeing around us? Well, as you know, I started writing this book in 1998, and I wrote it as a concerned parent about racism that was happening at that time. And it's like, I don't know how many years later, do the math for me, 30, 40 years later. <laughs> um, uh, things that were in my book are happening now. And now, um, just when I thought maybe everything else was going to go to the wayside, people are starting to talk about artificial intelligence. And you've got that element in the book. Um, yeah. it, it, I almost feel like um, I've joked and said I'm Nostradamus. Um, Dr. Thomas's daughter. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and that that is such an interesting point. So you mentioned, of course, the time frame. I mean, the late 1990s, when these things were not really talked about a whole lot, right? I mean, right. I think e- right. even the coalitions that we see kind of forming today in 2023, Tracy, among people of different generations, of different races, wasn't happening the way that it's happening, you know, of course, now. It wasn't happening then. What was it that made you want to bring those different components into the book? Um, well, my children were very young, and, and I was scared about, you know, their future. And now they are actually experiencing what I wrote about. So it's yeah. happening in their lifetime. And, and you know, I, I pray every day for their safety and everyone else's safety in this world. And, um and the paranoia involved with our government and artificial intelligence taking over, which is exactly what happened in the second part of the book. And it's, it's kind of surreal sometimes when I think about it. I wrote this. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that's it, and that's and you know it brings up an interesting point though, Tracy. I you know, am someone. I'm an optimist. I'm, I wouldn't consider myself a conspiracy theorist or anything like that. But it is so mm-hmm. fascinating to me, being in the profession that I'm in, as we are hearing all this talk about AI and people talking about the concerns. People, it's interesting seeing on social media people saying, "Did we not learn anything from Terminator? Did we not learn anything yeah. from, <laughs> from iRobot?" Exactly. So what 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 goes through your mind, Tracy, as you're hearing about people who are creating such technology, even talking about the dangers? What goes through your mind when you think about that in relation to K3? That if people can think it or or want it to happen, it will happen. And a lot of my early technology in the book was based on um, episodes of Star Trek that I've watched. And that started yeah. back in the 70s. And if yeah. they could think about it then, it's going to become a reality. And it has become a reality. Look at everything we're doing now. Mm-hmm. And so I believe that if we're not careful, K3 could become our next reality. Yeah. So let's talk about that because K3, of course, the obvious connotation of the title is KKK. Of course, if anyone mm-hmm. who's seen that beautiful cover, there's the burning cross. And, uh, you know, I think every time people look at this uh, cover, um, Tracy, it's very easy to see different things in it. You know, like they may yeah. not see, you know, initially they may not see all the faces. They may not see the animals, right? I mean, they may not see the right. cross even initially. Talk to us about what that's been like for you to keep coming back to the book yourself and to keep seeing things that are, again, as I mentioned, more relevant now. Uh, well, like you said, the cover encompasses just about everything in the book, from the KK yeah. K to um, to Michaela, our heroine, and River, and they are both um, different races. She's white. He's an American Indian. Um and then their animals, um, Bo, Michaela's dog, and Rivers, Wolf. I mean, they get together and make a totally different species. Um, it's like a what's the word allegory? Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed creating this couple. They really don't like each other too much in the beginning, but they begin to form, you know, trust and realize that helping each other is only going to make things better. And as they learn what happened in the country's past, their desire to undo it and make things right again for the rest of the country is is really amazing how the story unfolds. I totally agree. Uh, There's this great conversation between Anne-Marie and Alex in the book. Uh, talking about the importance of the body, uh, and you you have uh, Anne Marie saying to Alex, uh, "When your body is healthy, your mind is healthy too." This is something that you live. I thought that was interesting as I was prepping for today's segment, uh, Tracy. You're very much into um, wellness of the mind and body. Talk to us about characters yeah. like Anne Marie. What it was like for you to kind of share things like that um, from her with the reader. Anne Marie is such a good soul. She immediately takes Michaela under her wing, takes care of her, helps her, talks to her like a mother in abstentia. And she had lost a child. And when she finally becomes pregnant again and she has triplets, you know, she names them after all the young people around her. Um, Michaela is a tiny little person. 
with so much gusto packed into her, and she's she just glows. She has a wonderful aura about her, the way she treats people, and they respond to her in kind. Right, right. So for you, I mean, this book is about, again, some big discussion pieces, Tracy. It is about, you know, overreach of government in some ways. It is about mm-hmm. race. Uh, and But it also is about survival. I want to talk to you about that because it really seems like, especially at times, especially in the latter part of the book, it does become about survival. What has that been like for you to think about how even with the advancements of man, how easily we can go backwards? It's funny you say that because every time I go on a trip, I thank God for GPS. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what our ancestors did as they were driving their horse and carriage. And uh, Michaela, thankfully, she has, you know, her e-phone, and that can help her get around. But what if she didn't? She uh, had to survive without, um, you know, electricity. She had to travel um uh, at night and sleep during the day. She had to learn how to make a fire. This totally modern girl from the the 2300s learning how to live like, you know, an early settler. And she adapted because she had to. Yeah. And that's the thing. Again, these messages are so powerful that you're able to kind of share in the book. And and so I want to talk to you about family and friends, Tracy, because they've been living this with you as well as you've been talking about the book. Of course, many of them I know have read the book. What has that been like for you to see their response to K3? Um, The only one in my family, you know, my my children, my daughter has read it, one of my sons won't. He said, Mom, I just can't read what's in part one. I think part one is is, is very sad, um, a lot of drama, a lot of hurt. I told him, okay, just read part two. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, my husband, um, he, he never beats around the bush. He won't sugarcoat anything. He told me he loves the book. He loves Michaela. He said he loves the way it's written. Um, the way I develop my characters, I mean, they stay true throughout. I just enjoyed writing about them and learning about them as I went along. Mm. Wow. Well, and I think that's it, and I think that's what the the reader is able to do as well. I want to say for those who are just tuning in, either on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. We're excited to welcome back author Tracy O'Neill Horton to our broadcast. She's the author of the book, K3. We're talking about some of the themes of the book as well. Um, you know, and so I want to talk about about AI, about artificial in- intelligence, and how mm-hmm. you were able to see its components you know, kind of fall into the story. Uh, I, I think, um, is the character, we've never talked about them before, uh, is the character's name Usti or Usti, um, Tracy? Uzi. Uzi. Uzi Waya is little little Waya. That's Waya's, um, Waya's cubs. And and I, I think, you know, that is the thing. What the reason why I wanted to bring it up with Usti and, and with Shadow, um, there there is that, that great part that you, you have in the book and with with River 
and River there is spending some time, you know, with the with the canines. And the thing that you wrote uh, in the book is he thanked them, scratching their ears and rubbing their bellies when they rode them to the ground in submission. This was all they really wanted in life: love from mm-hmm. their humans. Uh, I, I, I want to talk about that because I think it's interesting. It's an interesting thing to think about because that's what we all want from each other, right, as well. I mean, what was yeah. that like for you to have River realize that from the canines, but also knowing for us as human beings, that's really all we want, too, is to be loved? He is that kind of person. He is uh, uh, He's not dark, but he's very... Um, eloquent, eloquent in his words, very conservative. Um, He will speak when he feels like he has something to say. And when he does, you better listen. Um, But he has a heart that will go out to any soul. And when he realizes, uh, like you said with his wolves, that's all they want. And he never really had um, a relationship like he had with um, Michaela before. He didn't know what to expect out of that relationship, and he was kind of shocked that he felt something for her. I think maybe he thought she would be just like the wolves and want to have him, you know, give her a pass on the head and tell her what a good person she is, but she's so very strong-minded. She didn't cave in to him. She showed how she loved him, in a much different way, and the stronger her character became, the more he loved her for it. Talk to us about your own connection with with the outdoors and wildlife and animals. Talk to us about how that kind of played into, especially the second half of the book, Tracy. Oh, my goodness. You know, I live on a farm, and I have six dogs, and they're all rescues. Because I can't say no, and I look forward to those belly rubs, and they come to me and just plop down on the ground. And, um, but, you know, just being in the outdoors and loving life and being away from from the city and the mobs, it's so peaceful and quiet. I can just imagine River and Michaela sitting out in the middle of one of my, my pastures. It's 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 very nice. I love being outside. I love exercise. I think I told you I did two half marathons this month already. And yeah. don't know if I'll do any more, but sometimes I believe that I probably Michaela, patterned Michaela after myself. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. I was going to ask you, you know, what it was like for you to kind of put different things that you were interested in in this book. So I I know we've talked about it before, but I have to ask you, Tracy. So, I mean, these are characters, of course, that you've lived with for so long. Um, Mm -hmm. Does it surprise you that in 2023 they're still getting new life, that more people are discovering them and becoming interested Mm -hmm. in these characters? Oh, and I'm so happy. So many people will – talk to me about them, um, ask me how I came up with them. Um, more and more people that I don't know are, are answering my um, my ads, what are they called, on Facebook, booths. Right. Booths. They answer those and talk to me about them and ask me, you know, how can I get your book? And uh, that, that makes me feel really good because <laughs> yeah. I put a lot of time and effort into this book. 
Exactly. Exactly. And I know that will only continue for sure. I'm not going to put any pressure on you. We've already talked about are you going to be revisiting these characters. But I'm curious. Uh, I am curious about one thing. Uh, if there is a character that kind of stood out to you the most in K3, who would it be for you, Tracy? Um, Brian. Brian made a complete transition, and you have to know his lifestyle. He was an abused kid. I mean, you know, the, the person that you thought would end up, you know, in a jail cell and not, you know, contributing much to society at all. But when he meets the right people and gets the nurturing that he needs from Anne-Marie and her husband, Jean-Pierre, he turns into, he evolves into a a beautiful human being. And um, when he uh, apologizes to Alex for being mean to her, and then they actually end up together and, and the little person that she is can stand up to him. Um, he, he evolved beautifully. I love his character. Love that. Love that. And I think the readers will enjoy it as well. Again, everyone, Tracy O'Neill Horton has been our guest. K3 is the book. It is available now through our friends at Amazon.com. You all can get it there. Tracy, you mentioned, of course, social media. How can our audience best stay connected with you? How they can... Message me on Facebook. Go to my Facebook page. They can. Am I allowed to give out like an email or a phone number? Oh, sure, definitely. Okay, and they can text at seven zero three nine six five two three six eight. Ask me any questions. All right. So we'll make sure that we link up the website as well, the the uh, the page on Facebook for uh, for K3 as well. Tracy, congratulations to you again. I know we'll be speaking again soon, but always great speaking with you about K3. Oh, thank you so much, and thank you for always thinking of me. Hey, the pleasure is definitely always mine, Tracy, for sure. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live. Let us go make today amazing. Take care.